Hello, and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer, not just for Louisiana, but for the entire northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Monday Night Football, our January 6th edition. Uh, I'm Coach Alan Drew. I'm the head soccer coach at Dulles for the boys and the girls. We always start off our show with a prayer. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Dear God, thanks for letting us be now in our seventh week of the season. And uh, now everybody's getting to the uh, nitty-gritty of district. I pray that for good sportsmanship, for good attitudes, and for good soccer to prevail on the fields so that we can really uh, – Finish all of our seasons with no regrets and and really be better off for it. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, today we're going to look at the North Shore a little closer, where we're going to be looking at the Mandeville boys and the North Shore girls uh, with interviews of their coaches. And um, but before we do that, let's take a, a little peek at the uh, at this week's top ten. Okay, in um. In Division One, uh, St. Paul's is still doing what St. Paul's does best. They're winning games and not losing any. They're 12-0. Dutchtown, though, is at number two. And Catholic of Baton Rouge has been having a pretty good season so far. Is third with Jesuit, who lost to St. Paul's 2-1. Is fourth, Brother Martin nipping at their heels. Denham Springs, Lafayette, St. Amont, Bird, and Mandeville. These are not the power rankings. These are the coaches' rankings. Usually, the, the coaches' rankings wind up... Uh, being how everything is seated. In Division Two, Holy Cross is still voted as the number one team, but St. Thomas More has gotten four votes from the coaches, and on the power rankings, they're, they're ranked number one. Boshin is third, Bonneville is fourth, Ben Franklin is fifth, Neville, East Jeff, uh, Terrebonne, Washita Parish, and Parkway round out the Division Two top ten. And uh, a game I'm looking forward to seeing is East Jefferson and Jesuit playing. In Division Three, the coaches have picked Vanderbilt Catholic, and power rankings now agree, and they just beat Newman one nothing. So uh, uh, they're for real. University Lab now is the number two team. Played them earlier this year, and uh, I'm not surprised that the coaches have them number two. Although in the power rankings, they're not. Loyola Prep is three. Edie White uh, playing them on Tuesday night. Um, they're fourth. I saw them play Parkview Baptist, which is fifth, and both of those teams could beat each other if they play each other ten times. Uh, they would probably split five and five. Uh, Lusher, I'm playing them on Friday. Uh, they beat Lusher five to nothing. North Vermilion, who really is, uh, power rankings-wise, they were the number one team for a long time. I still think they're one of the teams you're going to have to beat to win state. Is seven. Bozier is eight. Noma is nine. And St. Louis Catholic, with only two wins, is 10th. But uh, they're a dangerous, dangerous 10th team. In Division Four, Episcopal tops Division Four with 10 first-place votes. Pope John Paul II, which played this year, and it's legitimate. They're deep. Uh, they're second. Catholic New Iberia is third. Newman, who lost to Vanderbilt, is fourth. Christ Episcopal is fifth. Uh, ESA is sixth. North Lake Christian played them earlier this year. They're seventh. Holy Savior Menard is eighth in Rapids. And Dunham run out the top ten and that's for the boys, okay? Now, the girls don't really have a consistent weekly top 10, but they do have uh, their power rankings. And um, the power rankings, I think, are pretty, pretty accurate. Um, uh, in Division One, uh, 
we wanted to get uh, Coach Esker out here and uh, just couldn't get around to calling him, but we're trying to get him on the show. Right now, they're having a tremendous undefeated season, and they're, they're ranked number one with North Shore number two, Mount Carmel number three, Dominican number four, Bird five, St. Joe's six, Dutchtown, Fountain Blue, Central Lafouche, and Hanville rounding out the top ten. I mean, uh, there's this <laughs> y'all St. Scholastica is ranked 13th power ranking wise. I, I, I would be wary of thinking that they're a 13 team. In Division Two, the girls, St. Thomas Moore is is uh, uh, 10, 2, and 3. They're ranked number one. Cattle Magnet is two. Neville's three. Tarlings is four. Can't wait for that St. Thomas Tarlings game coming up soon. Lakeshore, Vanderbilt, Washita, Benton, Ben Franklin, and Terrebonne round up Division Two. In Division Three, Loyola Prep. Uh, if you can't tell, I'm, I'm recording at school. But anyhow, Loyola Prep is number one. St. Louis is two. Archbishop Hannon is three. St. Michael's is uh, fourth. Parkview Baptist, uh, North Vermilion University Labs, Sterlington, North DeSoto, and David Thibodeau uh, round out the top ten in Division Three. Uh, in Division Four, you have Episcopal, Homa Christian, uh, Isidore Newman, Christ Episcopal, Pope John Paul is fifth. Grace Christian, ESA, Northlake Christian, who got a chance to play them this year. They're potent. Catholic New Iberia and McGee round out the top 10, okay? Uh, so um, there you have it. Uh, but I think if you if you pay attention now to all the uh, rankings in the next uh, week or two, things are going to change drastically. Maybe not on the top five, but the bottom five in all these groups, especially in the power rankings, because now all those PowerPoints are going to start coming through. At least I'm counting on it for my programs. Um, so look, we're going to take a break now. When we come back, we're going to talk to Mandeville's uh, Coach Pratt on Monday Night Football. And stay tuned. After that, we're going to talk to Coach Ryan Lazaro who's making a really surefire bid to try to win the Division uh, One state championship with the girls at North, uh, um, North Shore High School. Anyhow, uh, we're going to take our break, and we'll see you after, after it on Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. All right, everybody, welcome back to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer, and we're uh, pleased to have on the line the new coach from Mandeville High School, Coach Pratt, on the line. Uh, coach, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Well, look, uh, a lot of us don't know who you are, so could you introduce yourself to us? Yes, um, my name is Jack Pratt. Um, I'm the new varsity head coach at Mandeville High. I was the JV coach last season. Um I coached rec soccer at Mandeville Soccer Club um, for the U14 boys. Been doing that for about eight years now. Um, grew up on the North Shore, uh, graduated from Fountain Blue High, um, played soccer for my career at Slotel back when it was Slotel Select. Um, so just been a kind of a North Shore homegrown boy. Oh, I, it's, it's, I, I hear that. It, it's got. Is it weird for you to uh, having? Well, obviously, recording at school right now. Anyhow, uh, is yeah. it is it obvious? I mean, it has it been hard for you, being a Fountain Blue graduate, to take over the reins at Mandeville High School. Um, you know, it's different. Um, and I still know a lot of young boys who coach who I'm sorry who play for Fountain Blue because um, I coach them there at Mandeville. Uh, we we have a joke rivalry going on, but you know. My love for coaching, I guess, supersedes my rivalry, uh, my high school lineage. Um, 
I would much rather be a coach than a player any day of the week. So just to have this opportunity to coach a boys varsity soccer team, whether it's Mandeville or Fountain Blue or any high school, it's, to me is a much better honor. This is your first rodeo as a head coach in the high school, right? It is. It is. I tell you what, landing a job like this is is, is massive, and uh, um, and it looks like you've been up to the task because your schedule has been tremendous. Uh, what was your biggest uh, experience this year so far on this schedule that you've had? Well, um, you said biggest. Uh, like, what was the hardest? The yeah, the one that you're most proud of. Um. Well, you know, all the games I've been proud of with the boys when we've overdapped and overcome a lot of problems and diversity is coming out. Um, and um, I will say that right now on the schedule, the game that stands out most to me would be our Lafayette game. It was at Lakeshore for the Lakeshore tournament, uh, which we all seen the drama that, exploded, that happened with that. But what a lot of people don't understand, going into that tournament, ACTs are Saturday morning. This game's Friday night. Um, I had a bunch of injuries. Um, we were very shorthanded. I had six new faces on my varsity roster going into that game. Um, so it, it was it was a lot of new faces. And they go against Lafayette, probably one of the, the best coach teams in the state, a very good program, a lot of talent on the other side of the field. It was very nerve-wracking uh, for myself and for the players because so much unknown, and we didn't know what to expect. And then fog rolls in during the middle of the game. We have to switch soccer balls just so we can even see about 10 minutes into the game. Wow. And, um, my One of my key players on my offense was playing with two broken toes, which he kept to himself. Um, he, was, he was in a lot of pain, but he just, he knew our team needed us because we were shorthanded and he, he battled through it. Um, I had freshmen out on the field on, on, a, on a varsity game. I had three of them, matter of fact. Um, it, it was Everything in the card, should, we should have lost that game by a lot. And we we were winning one nothing, dominated the majority of the game, held a lot of possession, played great ball. Uh, we had a last and one corner kick with maybe two minutes left to go in the game, and that's how they tied it up on us. So um, it, it was a very impressive game uh, by my boys, and um, a lot of character was shown. Who's your best players? Well, um, Man, I would love to say every single one of them. Um, and we we have a lot of talent, a lot of talent. Um, I, if I had to give two boys a lot of recognition, I would say my center mid, uh, Sam Mendoza. Um, he comes from a club team where he doesn't get a lot of experience because he is not the best kid on the team. So he had a lot to prove. He's a senior. Um, he has led the middle of my field. He's been the maestro who has set up a lot of our attacks. Um, he's been he, he's been a great, an amazing playmaker through the middle of the field. Um, but hands down, by far, the best kid on my team will have to be my junior center back, Brendan Williams. Um, he's been Mr. Dependable, the smart guy. He's been one of my new captains. He's a quiet individual, but um, he is... His leadership skills in the back line, uh, his smarts, um, his physicality, his aggressiveness, but yet always being in the right place, right time, it is a lot of reasons why we have not given up a lot of goals here recently. I want to tell you what, uh, 
uh, playing up on the North Shore, I mean, th y'all district is ridiculously hard. And then you just picked up Jesuit to replace a Neville game that you had. So you got some serious uh, games ahead. Uh, are you boys motivated uh, at all? Because right now it looks like uh, y'all are number two um, in the power rankings and one game away really from maybe overtaking St. Paul's, the elephant in the room. Um, how how, how y'all handling that? Well, um, we handle every game one game at a time. Um, okay. And we, we realize that we can't start playing. I mean, those coaches play for games on the road. For players, they play in a prep for one game at a time. Um, we understand that when we take the field, I told the boys, you take the field with the mentality that you're the best team. You play like you're the best team, and you force the other team to play to your level. Um, and and, and you got to play with that confidence and that swagger um, always for 80 minutes. And and when things aren't going right, it doesn't mean things aren't working. It just means that we got to find a new a new angle to approach. And the boys have been taking that philosophy game by game, playing well. Um, we because of the injuries that we've had in this season. Um, and because of the, the situations that we face with the tournaments and everything, uh, we have 21 boys on our roster. Most of the time, all 21 boys play in every game. Um, and we've been getting a lot of experience. So um, I feel the boys are, are ready uh, for our district play. Um, we start this week. We start against Brother Martin this week, then North Shore, then St. Amon, and then we follow up uh, with a spot L and then go right into St. Paul. Uh, you know, so we got a, a tough, tough couple of weeks ahead of us. Then we end our season against Jesuit. Um, I'm confident that my boys will come out challenged, experienced, seasoned, um, and then confident. And that's the most important part, confident in their abilities. So when we go into the playoffs, that no matter who we play against, who we go against, they know that they can compete against whoever, whoever's on the other side of the field against us. And they believe that. Excellent. Um, so it's like you've been coaching for years, you know, it's a really good approach. Um, one thing I want to ask you, uh, coaching on the South shore is that, uh, usually when I go play up on the North shore, the physicality of the game just, just goes up by ex just exponentially. Why do you think North shore soccer is so physical compared to other regions of the state? You know, um, I don't know. Um, I think that kind of goes on the coaches. There's a lot of coaches on the North Shore who play physical. Um, sometimes I joke, my parents always want to know why it seems like North Shore kids are smaller than other boys throughout the state. Um, and I feel like because we're smaller, we have to play more physical. Um, I'm a physical coach. Um, we practice and we, we, we play with the mindset that we give nobody, we don't give anybody anything. You know, they have to earn every step, every second they have that ball at their feet. Um, we we will pressure them. There's no such thing as a freestanding shot. You know, um, we, we want to make sure we play a physical game. And, and by playing physical in soccer, you will find that the cream will rise to the top in those situations. You know, the better skilled players who don't always, who always have everything perfectly aligned for them, who have to make it aligned to the way they need it, We'll, we'll, we'll play well in a physical game. 
and and those who can't adjust to those in a physical game will fall apart. And and that seems to be an advantage that most North Shore teams have over other schools. I, I, I would agree. I would agree. You know. And uh, uh, it's just, and it's been consistently that way. I've been coaching for almost 40 years, and I always thought the, the physicality. I never really thought about y'all being smaller because, man, uh, you're too young to remember a guy named Steve Pate that played for St. Paul's, but um, uh, he was a monster. Uh, but I always thought it was because the fields were so narrow because y'all play on a lot of football fields. And uh, do you think that has anything to do with it? Well, you know, a narrow field bunches everybody up. And, um, you know, we, and in narrow field, you will find games to be more physical because you're more bunched up. Uh, real estate's at a high prime. So, you know, in a possession style game, you're going to have to fight hard to keep the ball at your feet or just be quick thinking. Uh, so schools that do play possession will have to be physical on those football fields. So I can see that. Um, but, Considering that most of the club kids that we have play on actually true soccer fields during our club ball season, um, and coaches still emphasize that way, I, I just think it's kind of something in our blood over here. You know, it's something we encourage, something we want to see. Um, and, I mean, it works. I wouldn't say it's dirty. Um, it's an aspect of the game that should be utilized and used. And they don't. Oh, well, and, but, yeah, I'm not against the physicality of the game whatsoever. Okay. And uh, as long as it's, it's all, if it's played clean, it's, 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 it's a, it's part of the game. It's a contact sport, you know? And so I hope you didn't take it like I was complaining about it. It's just, uh, I just know that uh, when I'm taking the team up to the North shore, I get them battle tested and, battle ready because there's there's never a free lunch up there in the north shore no matter who you play covington slidell you guys uh north shore it's always a war up there we played uh i saw that um uh north lake christian uh, you had a chance to play with them and they they are just like a, a hurricane <laughs> you know it's a lot of good soccer up there on the north shore so uh, my hat's off to y'all there yeah um well i thank you on it i mean uh, the North Shore is a, uh, it, it's a, <laughs> there's a lot of fish in this pond when it comes to looking for soccer players. Um, yeah. There, yeah. There's a lot of talented players. Um, you know, uh, I made a comment on LA Prep about my hat goes up, my hat's off to all the, the coaches across the state who have to build a high school team without having club players. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a difficult process. And, you know, every kid on my roster but one plays club ball. So it, it, it's, it's a, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Believe me, I've been I've been there on both sides of the camp. It's it's harder to play with uh, club players. Well, Coach, look, I wish you all the best, uh, and uh, we're going to be keeping our eyes uh, fixed and, and looking at y'all. We're really looking forward to seeing how you're going to play these games out in the next three weeks. And welcome to the coaching ranks. And uh, sounds like we got us a new young head coach that knows what he's doing, and and, and your future sounds bright. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Um, I, I would like to invite anybody who's going to be in the Mandeville North Shore area this Saturday to come watch us play against St. Amant. Um, I, I, I believe a lot of people are going to see two teams that have a lot to prove and a big future in front of us. Um, you know, I, I feel like both St. Amant and ourselves, we both share districts with tough opponents. 
and uh, it, it's going to be a great game. Um, and so if anybody's in the area Saturday, I'll, I'll look forward to seeing y'all fans. Hey, I wish I had some freedom to come watch that too. Uh, uh, I wish you the best of luck with that, and uh, God bless you and your family, and uh, stay in touch. Thank you, Coach. God bless you, too. Good luck this season. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. So uh, you heard uh, it was nice. Uh, I, I don't have the, uh, the time or the wherewithal to be able to interview all of the coaches on the North Shore, and, and they really all deserve to be uh, – uh, interviewed Coach Inman, Coach Moser, uh, Coach Esker uh, on the girls' side. Uh, it's just uh, there's no free rides. I, I usually uh, Coach Chuck K. I have him a lot from Saint Scholastica on the on the show, and I really just don't want to um, focus my attention on just one or two schools. I like to to, to give everybody a voice in. And then, uh, and really, uh, if you contact me at MNFUTBOL on Twitter or Facebook, uh, you feel like uh, that your area or your school has not been represented, let me know because uh, that's not the intent here. And uh, I'll be glad to give you all the attention you all deserve. These boys and girls need this attention. It's it's one thing to to, to read uh, the written word. I mean, that's a beautiful thing. I, I write articles, too. But it's a nice thing to hear people talk. You can hear their emotion and their passion uh, that you really can't catch in a written article. And and so uh, I wish there was more radio coverage and TV coverage of soccer. But uh, until that day comes, we're here for y'all. Uh, anyhow, when we come back uh, after our break, we're going to talk to Coach Ryan Lazaro, who was legendary on the boys' side. Now he's given his uh, uh, full attention to the girls' side. So we'll see you after we pay a couple of bills on Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. All right, everybody, welcome back to Monday Night Football. You voice for youth soccer. We're honored to have on the line with us, Coach Ryan Lazaro from North Shore High School. Uh, welcome to the show, Coach. Thank you. I uh, appreciate being on the show. All right. Um, y'all been having a tremendous season so far this year. Um, what are the keys uh, to y'all's success so far? Yeah, I, for us, I think it's two things. One is the mindset that we brought to the table, right, the hunger that the girls have. They've had that little taste of being in the championship game last year. So keeping that mindset's a big part of it. And then from there, tweaking our tactics, uh, seeing what we can do, what we can add to our game that is not expected in the female game. So what was the transition like uh, from the male to the female game? Because uh, uh, this is your first time being a girls head coach, right? Correct. Yeah, I was with the boys for 15 years at North Shore. So the administration called me in one day and, you know, was asking if I could make the transition to the girls. I said, absolutely. The transition's been very good. Uh, The girls are are really great to work with. They've accepted me into the program. It's been a very smooth transition. Very, sorry, very smooth transition. Yeah, but it, but it has to be different. I mean, my blood pressure, as I was talking to you the other day, my blood pressure went up when I took over the girls here at De La Salle. Uh, how, how have you handled it? Yeah, you know, I've had a lot of experience coaching females, uh, both in the club game. I've coached females at the college level. So for me, uh, I think my blood pressure is more of, you know, wanting the girls to succeed and trying to get them back to the final. But, you know, the everyday, day-to-day communicating, working with the girls, it, it, it's been great. 
Do you think expect? No issue for me. Do you think expecting to get to the finals is proven to be a distraction, or is it proven to be motivation? For us, I think it's motivation, and that's what I told the girls. You know, I told them I said no disrespect, but you know, it was great you got there, but it's not handed to us again. We have to work every single game, every game. We have to put put that blood, the sweat, the tears, and and it doesn't matter who we play, but we have to approach every game as a final, and the girls have done that. I, you know, our, our preparation uh, in terms of getting scouting reports in, our preparation in terms of what we have to do tactically for each game, without compromising our identity as a team, uh, the, the the professionalism for the girls have been top notch. Um. They're, the goals against the uh, average that you're having right now is really, really impressive. Um, did you change anything from last year's defensive system? Yeah, I, I'm going to be brutally honest. Uh, I watched the girls a little bit last year. You know, under Brian Bertram, they did obviously a great job of making it to the final. Um, for us, I don't think we've tweaked too much. I know last year they tinkered with more kind of a, a stopper-sweeper system. Uh, I've got, gotten away with that. So, it, again, like I said, the girls have adapted well. We, we, that's one of many tweaks that we've tried to get across with our style of play. Like I said, I look at the female game and and look at it and say, well, okay, well, predominantly females don't like to do X, Y, Z. Well, what can I do to bring that to the table? Because, again, high school soccer is, is a lot different from club, in my opinion, in terms of the style in which it's played. Um, so with, with defensively, I don't think we've changed personnel, but we have tweaked our shape and where we're looking to start to press and drop and things like that. I totally understand all that. Um, who was your um, – what game was the biggest challenge for you this year? It, you know, it, it's, it's been tough. Um, you know, we've been very fortunate so far this year. I would have to say the predominant powerhouses in, in high school soccer – for the girls, so Mount Carmel, Dominican, Mandeville, FSA, St. Joe's have all been very, very good teams for us to play against. I think, uh, in my opinion, Dominican and Mount Carmel were the toughest. Okay. And um, uh, your players, who, who stands out for you? Uh, who's really uh, setting the world on fire? You know, I think that's a very hard question to answer only because I, where we are now is not because of one, two, or three individuals. It's It's been a total transformation in the mindset. Uh, to single out one player is very difficult because it's been, like I said, been a team effort. But, you know, the leaders that we have on this team, Jordan Grigsby, Grace Murders, Ashley Mall, Michaela Price, Brooke Katura, uh, all have been phenomenal uh, leading this team. Uh, again, girls that are very hungry to get back to that state championship game, girls with tremendous experience at the club level. Leading this team has been great, and the players underneath have bought in to the principles that we want to try to hold ourselves accountable for, our standard. It, it's, like I said, a credit to those girls, but credit to the entire team. And tell you what, uh, look, you know, yeah, and uh, it looks like they're battle-tested, and, and you got some serious battles to go. You still have Dominican again on the schedule, and you have St. Scholastica in district now. And uh, now that you've beaten them in a, in a tournament, do you think the girls are going to lose some of their hunger, or, or will they be able to stay focused when they have to play? Because that's, that's really where the district championship is going to come in, uh, I would imagine. That or Mandeville, too. Oh, of course. Hey, look, we have Mandeville in a couple days. 
that's going to be tough. Mandeville's the state, so that will be a very difficult challenge. But as far as, you know, our minds focused on FSA, I, I think we will stay very motivated and very hungry to make sure we don't slip. Uh, and that's what I've been trying to preach to the girls. You know, being that high school soccer is all about power rankings, we can't afford to make simple mistakes in games. Right, that will cost you right those places in the playoff polls when they come out in February. So, like I said, uh, they were very, very hungry when we played them in the tournament. I don't see much changing in, in either team in terms of their approach. SSA is going to come out to try to beat us and prove, uh, or I should say, get a little bit more revenge on what happened in tournament. But for us, it's about making sure, you know, to, to show everybody it's not a fluke. We are quality and. We are aiming to get back to the, the state championship game. Okay, and uh, uh, I tell you what, uh, we're going to keep our eyes on y'all. It looks like y'all 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 are going into a, a serious collision. Uh, winning the North Shore, it's you've been in it for 15 years. It's just there's no breaks on your schedule. You take one team for granted, uh, it, it'll bite you. And uh, uh, I know you got to be tired. We're in the grind now, but I, I wish you all the best of luck as as you go on through the next couple of weeks. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. Take care. Take care. All righty. Bye-bye. Okay, everybody. And that was Coach Ron Lazaro. And uh, he's definitely one of the outstanding coaches in our state. And uh, we always appreciate it when he comes on our show. He's uh, really uh, been an advocate with his club at Slido Youth Soccer and, uh, and also in Louisiana Soccer. We work together on ODP. Um he just wants to make soccer better, and he's going to do whatever he can do to make it better. And uh, it's going to be a fun thing to watch this North Shore uh, League uh, as the year goes on. Well, that's going to do it for Monday Night Football this week. Uh, I'm uh, You can see me on the fields. i got bunches of games to go, so as I'm sure all you other coaches who are listening do. Uh, uh, wrestling with these power rankings that drive me crazy. And uh, and, and just with, with the games uh, that, I, that we all love. And... Um, uh, I uh, I hope that next week we'll have some really good things to report. I think the cream is going to start rising to the top now. Now uh, all the district games have got to come in. For some teams, that's going to really help them uh, because of like in his situation, he's going to be playing Mandeville, in, uh and and really everybody in the in the whole North Shore era. You know, all of those teams have strong records. In some cases, some of the district records are going to hurt some teams and uh, with these power rankings. I'm not the greatest fan of power rankings. I'm really not. And uh, and I think we need to do some tweaking so that tournaments don't hurt teams and, uh, and, and teams stop avoiding going to tournaments because I think tournaments are really good developmental structures and really good for the camaraderie of the game. But a lot of teams are, are really re- re- reluctant to play because you have one bad day. That could, that could really tag you badly on your power rankings. So... Um, um, I want to see the game growing, and I, I think I think the more games you play, the the more you develop. So, uh, tournaments are down now for the most part uh, in the in the books, and now we'll see how district plays out and see how the power rankings and the coaches polls pan out as well. It's an exciting time if you love high school soccer. This is this is this is your favorite time of the year. Uh, so, Carpe Diem in Christ, uh, I wish everything the best for you and your family. Contact me at MNFUTBOL on Twitter or on Facebook, and uh, I'll be glad to uh, to um, entertain anything you have to offer to the show, especially if uh, 
you have somebody or some team that's not being recognized that you think we're overlooking. We're definitely not overlooking you. We just have so much time to, to, to devote on the show. And in uh, any way, if you could just raise, raise that red flag that, hey, you, you've totally missed this team out here, uh, we'll, I'll be glad to entertain that. On Monday Night Football, your voice for you, soccer. I'm Coach Alan DeRitter, and I'll see you hopefully next week. God willing.